I am here holding the hope for you until you can hold it for yourself. Welcome to From Heartache to Healing and Hope with your host, Bernadette Winters-Bell, LMSW. This podcast explores the many layers of life through the lens of loss and grief, often with special guests who share their perspectives on this universal yet unique process. These explorations can offer you, the listener, avenues to encourage you to have these conversations with yourself, your family, your community, your world. I'm Bernadette Winters-Bell of the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And this series, Same Storm, Different Boats, I have a very special guest today, Hassan Siddiqui. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'd like to introduce yourself to my guest. Um, and you are the owner and manager of the Tulip and the Rose restaurant in Franklin, New York. Yes, that's great. Excellent. So please tell my audience about your wonderful restaurant, of which I've been to many times. Sure. Um, we're in Franklin, which is a small town in Delaware County. Uh, we've been open for a little over six years now. Mm-hmm. So we're right on Main Street. Um, it's, it's a nice, interesting town. We have the theater down the street. We have some antique stores. So when we first opened, we didn't really know what direction to go in. Uh, we were thinking to maybe do it just kind of like a country diner uh, type of thing. And we had always been known for our gyros that we did at the farmer's market here in Franklin. So we wanted to keep that on the menu. But over time, we've grown into a restaurant which features the chefs, my own, my coworkers, the town around us, just everybody's shared experience and background and history. So we, we try to feature food from a lot of different places, Middle Eastern, South Asian, uh, Caribbean, classic American. So yeah, we've kind of um, grown into something else entirely. It's absolutely wonderful to go into this restaurant and um, never know quite, say, what culture the food might be coming from that night. But what you do know is it'll always be interesting. It'll always be delicious. It might be from Iceland. It might be from Turkey. It might be from Vietnam. And since we're not in San Francisco or New York City, these are foods not normally um, available to us. So it makes your place so very special to so many of us. So tell me, how did this idea come about of this beautiful restaurant? Sure. So we, like I mentioned, we had been doing these uh, farmer's market. Uh, We we have a Sufi community, Sufi Muslim community up the street Mm -hmm. in the city center. It's about a 10 minute drive from the restaurant. And so some, some guys from our community in the summertime when they have the farmer's market in Franklin, which runs from, I believe, uh, Memorial Day up until Columbus Day. So pretty much through the whole summer, they started to bring some uh, produce and things that we were growing in the garden down to the farmer's market. And then one year they brought a grill and started making uh, Turkish style sandwiches, which everybody just kind of called a gyro, even though it's not technically a gyro. What would you call it? The Turkish well, sandwich? The, the Turkish name for it is Adana Kebab. And so Adana is a city in Turkey. And it's kind of that style of kebab. 
So the Adana kebab, but I guess people just saw Turkish guys making sandwiches and <laughs> ended up calling it a gyro. Well, it's a word that they've heard in maybe yeah. a similar part of the world and they were like close enough. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we, we, we never really, I mean, it, we still call it a gyro on our menu. Uh, so there was, a, there was a restaurant, a nice little location right down the street in Franklin that had been closed for a few years at that point. And looking into it, we actually found out that that was the Franklin Diner going back to, I believe, the 1920s. And wow. yeah, so that that location has kind of always been a restaurant. I mean, as far as people have recorded things mm -hmm. here in town. So uh, it was it was owned by a guy named Gary Casanelli uh, and Carmela, who owned, who ran the, uh, the theater at that time. She kind of um, got a couple of the guys into a room with Gary and said, look, these guys want to buy your restaurant. And the guy said, well, we, we didn't really discuss that, but <laughs> I guess if, if that's what the town wants, then, and it was what the town wanted. People wanted a restaurant in town. People wanted somewhere that, you know, at that time people could uh, go out and eat comfortably and <laughs> sit down in a restaurant and, you know, have that setting. Uh, and not have to go over to Franklin Mountain to get to anywhere else for a restaurant. Sure. If you're not from here, you don't know what I mean, but you yeah. want something in town. <laughs> yeah. so, and then we ended up buying the place. It took us about a year to fix it up. Mm -hmm. uh, we still kind of joke that we never had a grand opening yet. We, we called it our soft opening because we promised there's actually a very beautiful art festival that goes on here in Franklin, the Stagecoach Run Art Festival. Sure. Where all local artists open up their homes and they feature their art and you know it's just kind of like a driving tour of the area and you beautiful get and it goes through Treadwell and a number of other places it's wonderful yeah. yeah so we we kind of promised them that we'd be open for that so we did our quote-unquote soft open for that and that was back in 2014 and so we've never really had a grand opening yet so <laughs> maybe our seventh anniversary will be our grand opening so the soft opening is working well, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so that's true. Yeah, uh, we opened up when we opened. I remember we printed out menus on a on computer paper. It was uh, we had two different kinds of omelets. We had pancakes, and then for lunch we had a burger, a chicken sandwich, the gyro, and a veggie sandwich, and that was it for the beginning. And it's just kind of uh, you know morphed from there. So from the omelets and burgers, how did it evolve into so many different types of beautiful food? So I remember the first time that we had a dinner, because at the beginning, we were only open for, um, you know, breakfast and lunch. Right. And so the first dinner we had was on election night. And that must have been that must have been the same year in 2014. Mm -hmm. And we had some uh, some customers who were running for local office and they kind of wanted to do their watch party type of thing wait for the results to come in with a lot of their supporters and so we we ended up doing an Indian menu for that night because at, at certain times we had done dinners for the theater we did a couple things local things in Sydney Center so people knew that we could cook these dinners and we we had put together an Indian menu and at the end of the night everybody was asking okay what's next week's menu so that's how Tuesday nights, we kind of carved out Tuesday nights as being this revolving night. So at the beginning, we would just do one week Indian, one week Turkish, and then 
we ended up just cycling in different menus. So for a long time, we never really repeated any menu items. Uh, you know, we would repeat the regions of the world, but right. we never repeated items. But after seven years, it's kind of hard to do that. And then people get their favorites too. So you don't want to disappoint people. So yeah. And, we, and, and if someone missed it when you served it the first or second time, in yeah. the next year or whatever, they order it again. It's 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 a win-win for everyone. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's so, terrific. Yeah. I know we, it's lovely in the summertime, not this year, of course, but when the theater you're speaking of, the Franklin uh, mm -hmm. Stage Theater, literally in walking distance from your restaurant, how lovely to go to your restaurant, have a meal, and then it seems almost at once we all get up <laughs> and it's not pre-planned and then walk around the corner to go see this wonderful presentation and their presentations are as varied as yours which makes it so lovely yeah a lot of times we would get a call from the people over at the theater to say like you got to start sending people over now because we got to start seating people <laughs> Moving along, the show's starting soon. Desserts and coffees to go because you guys can't. We're gonna. Yeah. I remember when Carmela sold it, and two of the women running it were sitting kind of at the counter area when we yeah. walked in for dinner one night, and um, I saw them get up, and I'm like looking at my watch, like, is it that late already? And one of them says to me, "No, we just have to run the show, so we got to go early." <laughs> How yeah. lovely! Wow. So during this unbelievable year that we're all having how have things changed for you during the pandemic so for us we we only closed for about a week at the beginning uh just to kind of get our bearings figure out what all of the um you know what all, what all of the requirements were from the governor to make sure right. that we did everything in a safe way and then we we kind of decided that we didn't want to close. We wanted to stay open as much as possible. Not, not really from a financial perspective, but because we had carved out this place as being a hub for the community. Absolutely. And you know, we're we're in this small town, and there isn't much going on. You know, people, and we have a lot of people who were moving up here also, and they came from a place where there was a lot of people around, whether it be a family or just a community. And so one thing that we decided to do was to do these meals to go that we've been doing. And so our idea was to do kind of a family style meal, mm -hmm. you know, that serves four people. And that, you know, if somebody, because there there is this deep, um, anxiety, this deep unrest where nobody really knows what's happening. So right. just to have this venue where, you know, people, maybe people don't want to go to the grocery store. Maybe people, mm -hmm. you can't do um, Instacart or mm -hmm. Postmates or get stuff delivered, you know, so maybe one night out of the week, two nights out of the week, somebody's just going to say, hey, look, I'm just going to order in dinner. We'll still sit around the table. We'll eat some, you know, delicious food that's made with care but you know I'm just going to go down the street and pick it up and we'll just put it on the table so that was our idea um we kept doing the brunch as takeout we kept doing our different dinner menus and so and then when we could uh open up outdoors also you know we put our table six feet apart and put our masks on and 
So you, you know, have room in the front, you have that little courtyard in the back. So yeah. it lends itself to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, because we, we ended up having a lot of people this summer, especially driving up from downstate mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of checking out what was going on. We had a lot of people, you know, like a lot of people are interested in this area as kind of an escape from the city. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of our, uh, to be a place that's for the community, whoever's here. I mean, our, our whole time, summer is different, fall is different, winter is different. I, I like the winter time, even though it kind of slows down because it's, it's just us, you know? <laughs> the, it is, it is. And it snows and it's beautiful and it's yeah. quiet. It is, it's lovely. Yeah. One of the things I admire about your restaurant, besides the delicious food, is when you have, um, I guess you could call it a fundraiser, for local um, uh, facilities that we have, whether it be um, performing arts theaters or, and you go as a consumer and you have a pre-printed menu that tells you all the different dishes you're gonna get. It's so exciting to have little bites of all these things. And I know that a portion of the price of the meal go, goes towards these performing uh, places or whoever is holding yeah. it. How did that come to be? So I, I actually, I can't take credit for that as much as I'd like to. We, we had a, uh, a waitress who was working for us. Her name was, her name is Hope and she, she's no longer with us, but she, um, she works in Oneonta now. And at, and she was always involved with superheroes and ripped jeans, which is an animal shelter and animal rescue facility in Oneonta. Mm -hmm. And she she had she's worked in restaurants around the area for a while and she gave us that idea that you know especially in the winter time when it is mostly local people who are coming in and people who would be you know wanting to support their own causes um to do a dinner or to have you know a weekend menu that we do in collaboration with different nonprofits in the area and so we've done them with the Franklin stage. We've done them with um, superheroes and ripped jeans. We've done them with, you know, a lot of, I can't, I can't really think off the top of my head, but almost every week we were kind of reaching out to these different organizations and asking if they'd be interested and, you know, just kind of because, yeah, we're in Franklin and Franklin is kind of close and far from everything, mm -hmm. but, you know, we want to be, um, active in all of these different places. We want to build a strong network that stretches from Oneonta to Delhi to Sydney to Walton and, you know, all of these different places to know that, you know, we're all neighbors, we're all up here together and the causes that people are doing that are so admirable and so necessary in the community that, you know, we support them and they support us and everybody, you know, we all, we all share this space and you know, that we can. It's terrific. Yeah. You had a uh, fundraiser for one of these events um, for the West Courtright. Um, yeah. yeah, we have a strong bond with the West Courtright Center. It's, and it's a marvelous place. And a friend of mine was gonna go and invited me and she invited a friend of hers. Um, and now that friend is my producer and does everything that I don't know how to do so extraordinarily well, Beatrice. So I personally like to say thank you. <laughs> sure. You've had sure. that kind of impact on my life to change it. 
um, whether it's to introduce me to different kinds of foods, to share that information with other people, to, to work with Beatrice, all of it just enriches all of us. And I think it, it, it helps people to know, oh, uh, Rip Jeans is gonna have uh, an event there. Let's go and have a meal there and part of it will go there. So maybe they were thinking of making a donation and what a lovely way to do it because it profits you, it profits the organization that you're highlighting, the people come. I mean, I just think it's beautiful all around. Yeah, if there's one thing that being up here teaches you and trying to run a business is how to be innovative in a way that, you know, that benefits everybody because- That's right. Well, you have to be creative or you're not gonna be in business very long for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and the West Courtright Center, it, it was actually great because actually last summer, we ended up catering almost every show that they did. And, you know, this year you couldn't do that, but it's, it's always something because they do, they do such an interesting thing too, to have, you know, a small, um, I think it was formerly a church up mm -hmm. here yes, exactly. and to feature artists from all over the world. So what we wanted to do also is that whenever they would have um, an artist, we would feature food from that region, you know? So we were kind of playing off of their, their intention and our own and just kind of trying to make something that intersects the, the culture in both ways, both with food and music. And Absolutely. I remember going to the uh, Fenimore Art Museum up in Cooperstown. Mm -hmm. I forget the particular um, exhibit, but they had um, four times where you could go and have food that was normally served at that time in history, at that place in history from where the exhibit was. And the people telling us about it were dressed in costume of the time. Sure. Food and art, I was there every time. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful intersection, first of all, to enjoy yourself, to meet other community members and to learn so much, you know? It's, it's really heartwarming to open ourselves up this way. Yeah, I mean, as as people, we need nourishment, whether it's, you know, whether it's artistic, whether it's food itself. And, you know, if you can connect with people in those two things, there's really nothing. It's the best, you know, one feeds our soul and one feeds our belly, but we have to have both to be balanced. Sure. I love that. So for a lot of people, as you know, this has been a very difficult time. Um, have you seen any change in business because people maybe um, lost their jobs or had changes? Uh, I mean, in terms of that, one thing, I mean, we haven't really seen much. I mean, I guess people who come into a restaurant or order to a restaurant, you're, you're not really going to have that threshold. Um, and I think, fortunately, you know, like, we've we've tried to stay open it, it's not really something that i've seen so much of but it's definitely something that we're trying to reach out and help out i mean they opened up the food pantry down the street mm -hmm. and so we're working on helping them out as much as we can and you know i i always make it kind of a um unwritten policy that if there's ever anybody who that we know is in need or anybody who we know needs that help like we're always there to give a hand and, you know, help people out, whether it's a free meal or, you know, just a place to come and sit and have a cup of coffee. That's, that's always our, 
our intention. That's always our goal. It's, it's not really a, a cutthroat profit driven thing where we're here for the community, not really. Well, I would imagine anyone opening a restaurant in Franklin, New York, um, making galoons of money was not the, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the main goal. You know, um, so much of what you said resonates with so much of the work that I do um, with life and loss and grief. Um, what would you say gives you hope during this time and going forward in the work that you do? I mean, there's... For us in this country and in this place, I think there there is an abundance of hope. You know, like if you you don't have to dig deep to see people who are in a much more dire situation than us. You know, like we we are the most blessed people, maybe in the world, where you know um, there's an abundance of resources. There's an abundance of you know, there's abundance of community in this country. We have our homes, we have our health one way or another, you know, like we have the best medical facilities that the world has to offer. So in terms of hope, yeah, I mean, our country, our world is in a place that's unprecedented, but at the same time, when you walk down the street, when you look around, even if you don't believe, even if you don't agree with somebody politically, even if you don't agree with somebody in their worldview, we all look at each other as neighbors. I, I have yet to experience, you know, um, a really deep, uh, you know, I've yet to experience a really deep sense of mistrust of the people around. Of course, looking like this, um, coming from the religion I do, coming from the background I do, there is kind of like, um, there is uh, anxiety. You have a feeling of, you know, maybe there are some people out there who don't want me around, don't want my family around, don't want my community around. And it, it would be ignorant to think that that's not the case. But at the same time, I think the hope lies in knowing that the vast majority of people Right. are people who want to coexist, are people who want to, you know, like, at the very least, live and let live. That's and, you true. know, like you can live with that. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, um, welcome me into your home. You don't have to. But, you know, knowing that we have this restaurant, we have this place, it's, it's a very low threshold to tell somebody, hey, let's go to that restaurant that you know, the Sufi people run. Right. A lot of people do that. And I'm not asking people to come to our mosque or come into our home. But, you know, like, uh, there is hope in the fact that we all, I think 99% of the people who we interact with and who live around here and who live in this country, we all will view each other as humans and view each other as, you know, like neighbors. And people and that in that there's a lot of hope i have to say i i completely agree with you i think that what we put out is often what we get back not completely but most often and so as you're putting out a sense of welcome and community and neighborliness and kindness that's what comes back to you so sure. i think 
That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I really miss is when the restaurant was open and, you know, we would get full and there would be people from uh, from here in town and there would be people from Oneonta and, you, and, and our restaurant, we don't really have booths. We don't, there's not a whole lot of privacy, you know, like <laughs> once you it's walk in. It's <laughs> It's <yeah>. cozy. <laughs> it's open concept, let's say. There you go. <laughs> so once you walk in, you're going to see somebody and they know somebody from maybe they haven't seen them in 15 years because, you know, like there's, there's, uh, you know, like people stay in their houses and people right. don't really, there are certain people who don't go out much, but then, you know, they'll go to the restaurant in Franklin and then you get people who um, get to know each other just through the restaurant. I remember I would have, and this, this kind of comes down to an anecdotal, but I had on Tuesday nights, I had, um, one guy and he lives in Sydney center and I had a lady and she lives out by Rockbury somewhere about like a 45 minute drive. And they would right. both come in um, by themselves on every Tuesday night just to have Yeah. So one day I sat them right next to each other and I introduced them. And then next thing you know, they're coming in together every Tuesday night. And then next thing you know, their friends are becoming friends. And now there's a table of six to eight people and they all, got to know each other through this you know small place so there's nothing nothing that would make me happier than that to be kind of this nexus and be this central point where people can get to know each other and you know enjoy and have that common experience and have that Absolutely. I always like sitting in one of the booths because you could slide out easily because there was always people that each of us knew and be like, be right back. Oh, hi, Samantha. How are you? And um, not that you were meeting them there, but they were there also doing the same that you were. Wonderful. So it makes it difficult to wait tables, but (laughs) yes, yes, we do get in your way, but (laughs) we're enjoying the experience. So for all of my viewers that would love to come to your restaurant, why don't you share with them the the information so they could take part in one of the meals? Sure. We are open six days a week in some way or another right now. So we do our meals to go. We're still continuing that. I think we will for the foreseeable future just right. to have that as and we, we change that menu just about yeah we change that menu every week we I do saw that. this week's menu looking very tasty <laughs> so we do that uh monday night through thursday night then we have our dinners which are on friday and saturday and that's that so for the meals to go we usually just have two options okay. then the dinners we're still doing our um you know, our, our regional specials. So we're doing that on Friday and Saturday nights from five to eight. And then we're doing brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 10 to three. So the hours are a little confusing, I know, but that's, that's just kind of something that we've always had to deal with because, you know, we're trying to find something that works for everybody and ourselves. And so it's, it's all up on our Facebook and our website. We post the menus as soon as we finish them up online also. And you could call any time to place your orders. We're taking orders online. We're doing uh, curbside delivery, contact lists. If people aren't comfortable coming in, we totally understand that. So we can run the credit card over the phone and just leave the food outside for you or, you Beautiful. know. So, yeah. And the and, website and Facebook information, what would that be, Hassan? 
just the tulip and the rose cafe um if you google it our website is the tulip and the rose.com or facebook if you just type in the tulip and the rose cafe should be the only thing that comes up it's kind of a unique name so i don't think there's so where did it come there. from it's such a beautiful name where did that come from so the tulip and the rose we it's actually um you know similar to how they have victorian flower language there was also yes a, yes the flowers have meanings yes right so there was also a Sufi um, flower language, especially during the Ottoman time, which our, our particular Sufi order takes a lot from the Ottomans, which is why we have all of that uh, Turkish tile all around and the calligraphy. Mm -hmm. And so the, the tulip represents um, Allah or God because mm -hmm. it's, um, the letter in the Turkish alphabet is almost a straight line. And so the tulip kind of like that has okay. that straight line. looks like and that yeah the rose represents the prophet muhammad um it was just his favorite flower and you know that that fragrance and so it, it's kind of a nod to our background and our community and also it, it, it is a nice name it has a nice ring to it actually i'll show you something the oh yeah i have this up on my fridge um so this was the original um sketch that we made for the oh, for the logo different uh you know different iterations of the roses and so we kind of adapted that and made a digital version and that's how we made our made our logo so, i love it you know what it made me think of when michelangelo a long time ago would do sketches of things ahead of time and they have uh, to executing them and they have those sketches which show the early days I love that that brings such life to it yeah, well I, I want to thank you so much you've been such an interesting guest and I would love for my viewers to come and call you and taste your food see how marvelous it is here in Franklin New York so thank you so very much being uh, our guest here on from heartache to healing and hope same boat different so sorry same storm different boats <laughs> thank you Hassan it's been a thank pleasure you. thank you so much for having me